Hey everyone, it's Jacob here with Attention to Detail, joined as always by Hannah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. So we're we're doing our second mini so today, and last time we talked about uh, a variation of our hearing ideas technique, which is the second of our techniques. Today I wanted to talk about the third one of our techniques, the technique of grouping, and specifically I want to examine how grouping works in the context of pop songs, and then we'll also listen to a little bit of classical music as well. But I think grouping is one of the most common and powerful phenomenons, especially in the pop world. Mm. And so if we just review quickly what grouping actually is, that's our technique where we, when we hear ideas, they're the smallest units of musical meaning, if we want to call them that. And we try to combine those ideas either by their similarities or through some other logic into larger strings of groups, kind of like we combine words into sentences. Mm -hmm. And so groups have their own kind of feeling of beginning and ending, you know, closure at the end of each group. And I want to talk about one of the most common and uh, kind of universal types of groups, which is something called a chord progression. When I say chord progression, do you does that call to mind anything for you? Yeah, off the top of my head, I immediately think of a guitar and um, noticeable changes, especially in pop songs. Yeah, I think that's a chord progression is something that it, anyone who plays the guitar or piano, and they're, if you're a singer songwriter, if you're a pop artist, you work primarily with chord progressions. Mm -hmm. What that is for the for the layperson, uh, if if you don't know exactly what that means, chords are collections of notes that create a harmony. We did an entire episode on harmony on this podcast, and harmony is kind of like what we called it, kind of the adjective to a melody's noun. It has a quality, and so chord progressions. What happens there is we hear a series of harmonies. They might not. There might not even be a melody. But we hear a series of harmonies that gets repeated over and over and over again. And usually in a pop song, there's either one, two, or maybe three of those that we hear constantly repeated over and over and over again. So if you think of it like if you've heard a verse chorus or something, sometimes the verse has a different chord progression than the chorus. But that's essentially it. And so what, what happens is we get very used to the repetition, we expect these harmonies, and then there's other things that go on that are more listenable, because mm -hmm. we, we have this anticipation of, we know exactly what's coming next with the harmony, and so we're listening to the lyrics or the melody or something like that. So I want to show you how this works in the context of a pop song first. going to take what I, what I have been told is a decently popular song at the moment and just listen to the beginning. And all we hear at the beginning of this song is a chord progression. Cool. So there's our chord progression. Have you heard this song before? I have heard this song before. Okay. Yeah. So so you know what's coming next, mm. which is the voice is going to come in. Yep. But we'll and we'll listen to that right now, but importantly the thing about this is that that's what I would call a group. Mm. And we've listened to that group and so we've heard that 
series of harmonies. And now we're going to continue to hear that series of harmonies. And probably my guess is that you'll barely even be listening to those harmonies. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of accompanimental background to the singer. And my guess is when we listen to this next clip, I'm spoiling it, but <laughs> but even in just the context of listening to this piece in the car, you'd hear that once and then you'd switch most of your attention to the singer, to the lyrics or the melody or something like that. It's graspable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bum, and bum, bum, you can immediately repeat it. And especially because what makes it even more graspable is the fact that this harmony is not going to change. We'll hear the same thing over and over. So now let's hear what happens when the when the voice comes in. Cheers to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. All right, so we you can hear the voice there, right? It's something that you might hum along to. Mm -hmm. If you start listening to this song in your car or something, you're, if you're singing along, what are you singing along to? I'm singing with Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah. there you go, exactly. <laughs> you're not singing that... You're not singing the thing at the beginning. You're singing the melody or the lyrics or yeah. something else. And the reason for that is that the, the harmony is actually not meant to be, be that interesting. Mm. The point is we repeat that to create some sense of familiarity and that's that's one of the powerful functions of a musical group is if it gets repeated then we really notice whatever is different mm. the second time it's kind of like on a larger scale what we listened to last time of the idea of theme and variations where you hear something and then you hear the repeat and something's been varied and so you notice what's varied more than you we're just doing this now on a little in a little different way with harmony instead of melody and on a slightly longer scale with groups instead of ideas. So now I want to play the next clip for you and listen and see to what you notice if you if you notice anything different here, if there's something different about this group that, that sticks out to you. Everybody hurts sometimes, everybody hurts someday, yeah, yeah. but everything gonna be all right. So did you did you notice anything different in that one? Yeah, I mean, most noticeable is I think Adam, the main singer, is changing what he's yes. singing. But beyond that, there's some background voices doing some yeah. moves. Yeah, excellent. So good, good ears. Wearing. Good yeah. ears. Because what what we notice there is, first of all, yeah, we heard the first melody. Boom, 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 boom. Then if we hear something different, we're going to notice that. Yep. But also, as you mentioned, the accompaniment, it's not that the harmony is different, but now we're hearing a different type of sound quality mm -hmm. or we're hearing voices that are accompanying. So let's try this with one more. Listen here and see, again, any differences, any noticeable things that stand out. There's a time that I remember when I never felt so lost and I fell out of the hatred. All right, how about that guy? We've got another new, new yeah. melody. A new melody. Um, it's it's um, some of the layering has dropped out too. Yeah, accompaniment. So True. it's just the the harmony and the and the new melody. And there's one other thing. If our listeners want to go back and listen to that one more time, 
for me, what sticks out is there's now percussion as well. There's um. some kind of boom, ch, boom, ch, that's going over and over and over again. And it's those small, those small details that we might not even notice, but maybe when we're listening gives it a little more of a, oh, suddenly there's a little more rhythm mm. to this section or something like that. And I think that's actually one of the geniuses of, of the pop genre sure. is that a lot of times people always ask, like, why is this song so catchy or why is it? And I think a lot of that lies in the power of these groups, mm. the idea that there's this kind of innate human psychology. We want repetition, but we also want interesting stuff. Yeah. And so great pop songs, I think if you listen to the songs that happen to be the catchiest, the songs that stick in your head, yeah, and listen really closely to those details, you'll notice kind of what is added, what is repeated and why certain things capture your attention and so you can do this several times you can with one of your favorite pop songs you can go back and listen only to the melody and notice when does it repeat when does it change you can listen only to the background and see when is stuff added but i think that's these groups give us a good insight into the the why pop songs are so catchy and why they're fun to listen to and all this all this stuff. Now, we should say we you know we're we're here to be kind of a fun sponge for everybody and suck all the fun out of uh, <laughs> listening to pop music. But I I hate to break it to our listeners, but this is a technique that's actually been used for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so I want to listen to a super super old piece. Uh, beginning of the uh, of the classical genre or from the Baroque period, if, if we want to be technical about it, that uses this exact same kind of chord progression, repetitiveness technique, and you'll notice some huge, huge similarities. And uh, so let's listen to, I'm not going to tell you what the piece is, but here okay. we'll hear a chord progression from from hundreds of years ago. So what do you what do you notice? That's so much like uh, the Maroon Five song that we've been listening to. It, in fact, it's the same. It's, yeah. Oh my God. So the the harmonies are actually the same. That's for a lot of our listeners might have heard this piece in passing, Pachelbel's Canon, yeah. at a wedding or yeah, something. That, yeah. Um, it's been it's one of the most famous pieces that we have in the classical genre. Mm -hmm. Often played for weddings because of its kind of processional but but kind of also pop and yeah. kind of pop noticeable appeal it's it's something that's familiar it's so deeply into the canon too that i think it's just utilized because it's known do you know yeah. what i mean yeah and and i think that you know it's it's an excellent illustration of this this grouping phenomenon that um, why this piece also is so fun to listen to but let's let's listen to a couple more clips and and see again, just like we did with Maroon 5, what we, what we notice here.
so if we were going to compare that to our original just chord playing chord progression that we had at the beginning of Pachelbel's Canon, is that any different? Yeah, it definitely sounds as if it's making like a, um, broader leaps. Like it's got a, a, a larger space between yeah. notes, I would say. Yeah. In fact, there's the outlines of an actual melody, which we mm. didn't have before. Mm. And we hear in this particular rendition, we hear kind of more motion. It's boom, boom, sure. boom, 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 boom. So it feels a little more mobile than the first one. Yeah. Let's listen to one more. This is an interesting one. Listen especially to the to the melody in this one. Sure. So you notice anything about that melody? It sounds a lot like the Maroon 5. <laughs> yeah, we could throw the words from yeah. the Maroon 5 song right in there. It's the, I think they it's may have even... so bizarre. They, uh, You know, they, they might have taken it. This is a famous piece. So he, like, Maroon 5 was just at a wedding and they just stole the... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hate to burst even more bubbles for, for our <laughs> listeners, but an enormous number of pop songs are based on mm. one of two chord progressions. I think we've already mentioned the four four chords earlier on this podcast, which is the basis for many, many pop songs, but also this this slight variation, which ends up being the Pachelbel Canon chord progression, mm. is also super popular. And so um, these are things that, uh, again, not to burst the bubble, but yeah. and it's it's not a criticism. They've been around for hundreds of years, though, and we're not. Uh, but that's why yeah. they stick around. If it ain't broke, exactly, and that's the that is definitely the 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 reason why these songs continue to entertain. And so, anyways, I think it's an excellent illustration, both from from Maroon Five and from our our friend Pachelbel, about the power of these groups and. One way to listen to groups in terms of this idea of harmonic progression. So I'd encourage our listeners to go take a couple of their favorite pop songs and try to hear this stuff. First, try to hear the harmonic progression. Mm. Sometimes you'll hear it by itself at the beginning. Sometimes it will just start right away with the melody. But try to hear that harmonic progression, which is the group, if we want to call it that. And then try to hear some of the details of... Okay, this is repeating over and over. What's new? What's changed? Mm. What's interesting? And I think it will shed some new light on on uh, listening to your favorite pop songs. Yeah, I think that's actually really exciting about going back to a song that you have listened to a thousand times, and maybe with just a fresh set of ears. Yeah, with this podcast exactly. Yeah. And see, that's what we do in classical music all the time. Mm. We listen to pieces that are hundreds of years old. And we find new things in them. And so that's what you can do that with pop too. And I encourage our listeners to do to do both. So thanks so much for joining us as always and we'll we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for listening.